it live. Okay. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. Big flame out right before we went on air, literally five minutes ago. So hopefully everything is all set and in order. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, we'll see how that goes. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, said BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening coming up in about 11 minutes from now, because we did start late. The second Tuesday of the month recurring guest. He is the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website out there on the Internet. That, of course, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. And we missed Meathead last month because officially today I am in the new digs for exactly four weeks. This was the week that we had anticipated not having a show. And then the following week, the computer blew up and we didn't have a show. And then we got back in order on the third week of July. So here we go. Meathead back on schedule. The show back on schedule. Maybe maybe this computer is going to blow up. We'll see how that works. But that's what's slotted for the first hour. Then we will move to the second hour. And we have a first-time guest at 1014. Perhaps a unrivaled Dutch oven cook champion, competitor, judge. She is a SCA rep and judge. She is a KCBS judge. She is also the World Food Championship head judge and judging coordinator. I heard her on the Pitmasters podcast with Rusty Monson, Utah embedded correspondent, and Anthony uh, and Anthony Lujan, and she said something within the minutes of their conversation. I believe it was back in July that struck me in any number of ways. I'm going to replay the audio when I have her on the show for reaction. I will also give her my reaction to the audio, and then we will talk about her. Really fascinating history and time in the competitive cooking landscape or food sport landscape because she's got her fingers all over. Terrell Miller will be joining me at 1014. You're not going to want to miss it. 
10.35, the bullpen segment. Emily Park, the manager over at the World Series of Barbecue, was on. We'll talk about a week ago, the cancellation of the American Royal. Really one of the last majors to call it a competitive 2020 in the crapper. Holding out, holding out. We're going to see what all went into the decision-making process, why the holdout was so long. If there is payout insurance or deposit insurance or entry fee insurance, whatever, event insurance in general, where there was a time threshold that you had to make a decision by, otherwise you were screwed out of the money. I would imagine, too, from a financial standpoint, not having the American Royal barbecue contest is a pretty big hit for the American Royal Association as well. So we'll talk to Emily all about that as she helps me close out the show this evening. Your phone calls and emails as you see fit. Meathead first hour, Tara Miller and Emily Park in the second hour. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook, if you want to do that. A number of you emailed me over the course of this past week asking about Lion Energy. So two things to talk about there. I'm trying to get Steve DeShazer lined back up for next week. I was understanding that the guys over at the Pitmasters podcast had actually offered up their studio for Steve to go into so we don't have to run into the potential technical issues. I should have confirmation on that next few days or so. If you're interested in learning more about that product or you think it could work for you, but you just want to hear a little bit more about it, next week should be your week. Some of you were surprised that I actually hung in with Steve for as long as I did. And to be honest, Sometimes I don't know if it's my technology or if it's just a bad cell signal or they're in a bad part of the house or whatever the case may be. So I didn't want to abandon the call immediately, but there are some other shows that would have just continued as it was pressed right through it because they don't want to reset for later. And uh, I'm not fond of doing things that annoy you. So if you found it annoying, that I hung that long with Steve. I apologize. Of course, I'm always trying to make the best product available for you, the listener. I don't want any subconscious or uh, unseen hurdles for you to have to contend with. So when you're done listening to the show, you're like, oh, that was brutal. Great info, but wow, was it a struggle. I don't want that. I want it to be an easy, repeatable experience, just like on the barbecue circuit. People that are successful on the competition scene have a program. That's what they call it. It's easy. It's repeatable. That's why they do it. All the fun stuff. And that's why they're successful. Much like this show. It's easy. It's repeatable. This is why we do it. And I want to make it as nice of a listening experience as possible. That includes how my voice sounds, how the production of the show sounds, how my guests sound, whether it's through phone call or Skype or whatever other thing that I'm trying to do. Meathead will be joining me via vMix this evening, so we'll see how that actually goes. Number of things that I'm trying to do. I'm actually looked into a Bluetooth. You know what? I'm not even going to get into the weeds in it because who cares? I'm more concerned with it than you are. You just want a good product. That's all that I'm trying to do. Lots of people joining in the Facebook chat here, so happy to have you aboard. Once again, I do have a 
social piece of technology that allows me to view into the Facebook. I'm not going live to YouTube still because there's just no reason for me to. Big bang on the Facebook. Malcolm Reed dropped a quick note saying that he was jumping on last week. And by the end of the show, we had a 25,000 views. Wow. Huge number. So if you're going to be a guest on this show and you have a decent following, I ask this. Right before you jump on, say, hey, I'm getting ready to jump on the Barbecue Central show. Here's a link. Facebook.com slash BBQ Central show and join me and see if you can beat Malcolm Reed's number of 25,000. I'm sure some of the other guests pulled in last week, but Malcolm is a big personality, very attractive for people to watch and learn and glean from. So I was very excited to see that. No doubt. Wow. Look at this. Former barbecue celebrity Huck Jr. is in the really big barbecue central show. That's right, Huck. Here we are. Huck has turned into a real estate mogul out there in the Philadelphia area. So if you're looking for property, you got to give Bruce McCall a holler. How's Pops? What's up with Huck Sr.? How's he? Hope you guys are doing well, staying safe, all that good stuff. All right, let's go ahead and get this going because we have Meathead coming up here in a few minutes. Quick read for you as we talk about Southside Market and barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Famous for the original beef sausage, of course. Coarse ground and a natural pork casing. They also have authentic Central Texas barbecue as well. All meats, including the prime brisket, slow smoked for many hours over real Texas post oak wood. They ship nationwide via the online store, southsidemarket.com. They also ship fresh and smoked sausages nationwide, so why not? Shipping customers can choose to order now and ship later, include a custom gift note, and mail to multiple addresses without additional charges. All shipped items are vacuum sealed to ensure freshness and ease of preparation for the customer. Shipped with dry ice to ensure complete freshness as it hits the house. All meats processed in an on-site USDA inspected facility. Few can say that. On-site meat markets for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders are welcome. Two restaurants, Elgin, Texas since 1882 and Bastrop, Texas since 2014. Actually, I believe they've also added one out there in the Austin area. So we're uh, constantly looking at all that. Love it. Grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states. 10% off coupon code for online purchases. BBQ Central is the code that you want to use. That's BBQ Central. And you can get 10% off your entire order if you want to do it that way. Once again, it's promo code BBQ Central. B-B-Q-C-E-N-T-R-A-L. That's B-B-Q-C-E-N-T-R-A-L. And you can get 10% off your entire order at Southside Market. First time, every time. If you haven't tried the Sausage Slammers or you haven't tried the uh, the, the hot guts, as they call it, the beef sauce, you got to try the beef sauce. It's unbelievable. Literally life-changing. You might want to try and change your life this evening. And not only can you change your life... You can save 10% cash while you're changing your life. I don't think it gets any better than that. Once again, the website, 
southsidemarket.com and promo code BBQ Central to save 10%. And we'll be back with Meathead right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue. Makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, and grilling oils. All Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit, as well as backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. In fact, I was trusting my butcher just this past weekend as I did any number of pork tenderloins with that honey rub. Also, little honey grilling oil as I took them off and while I was cooking. All right, let's see if I can do it like this. Meathead and I, uh, and this is through uh, no fault of Meathead, are trying to link up here through vMix, and I think what happened is I, uh, right at the beginning of the show, I had to do a complete hard reboot, if you can believe it, and I think that uh, jumbled up Meathead's connection into the show. Uh, Again, not through any fault of his. So now we're uh, trying to use the technology that technology people gave us in order to link up. And hopefully we can get after it here as we have long awaited Meathead to rejoin the show here. We have a bunch of cool stuff to talk about. And without any further ado, we will race to the hotline where we welcome Meathead from Amazing Ribs. Dot com. Hey, meet him. What a technological nightmare. Well, <laughs> look, uh, I don't know what happened, but all I know is, uh, well, I can tell you what I know. Five minutes before we started going to air, right before I put on my countdown timer, my computer started hiccuping and everybody started uh, getting very choppy, and the music was on, then the music was off, and I said, oh boy. So I waited one whole minute for it to try and correct itself, and then I actually had to hit the power button and boot it off. I couldn't even do like the right way where you go to close down and everything has the proper ability to, to close. I had to just hard, hard stop, go back in. That probably broke your link to come in through vMix, but yes, here we are. And here you were. Live. 
Like stalling. I, I know. I saw you in there in the green room. I was waving at you, yes. making faces. Yes. I, I can see even you. see it from the rear view camera. Yes. How do you like that? And you then like I that got shot? the blue screen of death. Yes. And so I jumped on Skype. Yep. I'm sending you a text message. Yes. I sent you an email. Oh. I did everything except get in the car and drive to fucking Cleveland. Wow. We meathead is, is on fire tonight. What can I tell You've you? You've never heard me curse on yes. your show before. No, that's not I true. I think and I've heard it one other time. you send me a link if I click on it. It defaults to my default browser, which is Safari. Yes. And we want to use Chrome for this. It's uh, a good thing I have a little technology I in know. me. No. You mean just hey, because. Let's talk barbecue. Yes, let's do that. All right. So we missed you last month. And again, uh, through no fault of your own, but I was really in the midst of physically moving that Tuesday last month. So we're in the house four weeks today, and uh, it's finally feeling like our house. How do you like it? You still living out of boxes? Yes. No. I mean, we really put forth an exerted effort to unpack and make it. So the, the, I don't want to bore you and get into the weeds, but the first house we ever bought, it was a great. Any house would have been good because you're getting out of apartment living. So there's no uh, there's no precedent that's been set other than apartment stuff. So we went into the house. And it was great, and we were very happy with it. Well, the second house, we actually built. So we were able to customize it exactly how we wanted and make changes and tweaks, and nobody had lived in it before us. Well, now we go you know, to the better part of town, but it's somebody else's house. It's a five-year-old house. So I think we had a subconscious struggle that we didn't realize initially that every time we kept waking up in this new house, that maybe we were expecting it to be like the old house, but it's the new house, so we had some hurdles oh. to get over and hanging the pictures up and uh, painting and doing backsplash, things like this, making it seem like it, getting it away from that guy's house and making it the Rampy household, and I believe we are now successful at that. So I love the fact that it comes with a beautiful brick wall yes. in the basement. Oh, I mean, you, know, you look like a, a nice old Irish pub down there. That's right. It, 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 let me tell you, this isn't you. You just don't get these kind of bricks in basements anymore. They usually no, cheap no. out and do the poured wall basements. Not yeah, here. No, yeah. this is all Italian hand laid brick, of course. So, you know, like I said, you know, it's been a good couple years, Meathead. So I was able to lay out for the good stuff. Show people how how strong that is. Well, if you uh, can. Just look at this. With one finger, I could move that. Oh, wait a second. Oh. There is a... Oh, no. <laughs> the joke's on everybody else. Holy moly. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It looks really good, though. Yeah, well, I'm glad. Uh, so no more green screen. So, you know, the, the hair is like... no. This is what I actually look like without any effect. Yeah, right. You don't have blue sideburns. No, no blue sideburns. Just a platinum or a silver or whatever the term is these days. So, do you have any uh, horror stories of moving, Meathead? Uh I've been in this house twenty some years. I've done several moves. I don't remember all the details. I'm sure there were some horror stories, but nothing comes to mind. Hmm. Moving's just no fun, you know. I mean, and and then and especially when you're poor, you got to ask all your friends to help out. Can I borrow your truck? Can you help me? Um, when I was young, it was uh, always a pain. Yeah, I've had several homes. Well, uh, this move, uh, I went ahead and did the right thing and didn't incorporate anybody's help. I paid for movers, and it was the best 
$1,400 that I have ever spent in my life. Six guys came in all strong like bull. They uh, came with two big 26-foot box trucks. They moved the whole house. All I had to do was direct and drop it here, drop it there. Uh, I brought over all the computer stuff, which in the end blew up in my face, literally, but Everything else was great. Yeah, Plus, right. One piece of equipment you moved yes. blew up. What are the chances? Uh, I guess 100% chance. By the way, I think you'll get a kick out of this as you uh, read a comment that is flashing up from Ron Warren. Recently bought two of Meathead's books on Kindle. Good stuff. What do you know about that? Thank you, Ron. Yeah. Hey, this is cool. You can throw these um, comments up. One of the things we did, and we haven't talked about this, my hardbound book, which you can see over my shoulder, Meathead, is available on Kindle. But back in January, for the fun of it, or February, we we published a digital Kindle book only on sous vide Q. And um, it sold rather briskly. And so we just in June did one on ribs. Mm. And we have another one on chicken, another one on steak. We're going to do a whole bunch of them. Um, they're single subject, very focused, but what they do is, you know, I've been working on the internet since 1990. Yeah. Before there was a World Wide web, before anybody typed three W's in a row. And the problem with the internet is let's say, let's say you're just, uh, average Joe backyard cook and you want to find a good recipe for ribs. <clears throat> if you Google barbecue ribs, there's a very good chance AmazingRibs.com will show up in the top five in warm weather. In the cold weather, Google's going to send you to Crock-Pot and uh, oven-baked barbecue ribs. Kevin's Barbecue. Don't get me started. started. Um, (laughs) But in any case, um, so you come to our barbecue ribs page, and, well, we have about six or eight, ten recipes, but there's one called Last Meal Ribs. It's... Pretty much your classic barbecue ribs concept and recipe. Um, But, you know, it talks about removing the membrane. And so there's a link. you got to click the link and you go over to removing the membrane. And it talks about putting the rub on there. And there's a link and it takes you to a rub recipe. And then there's a link about the stall and takes you to a stall page. And so you're this hyperlinking stuff just throws you all around. And you get dizzy. You get lost. And you can accumulate knowledge, and you know our website's a great place to learn. But you accumulate it like um, uh, a chicken pecking for worms. You know, you got a little worm here, a little worm there, and there are gaps in your knowledge. Books have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and they have a flow. And I may sound like an old fart, but I just hey. really appreciate the idea of trying to teach with a book. So we're doing these short, focused, targeted Kindle books now, and we're working on the third. I think we'll do a dozen of them, um, and they're successful financially, and uh, the response from readers, like your reader there, thank you very much. Was his name Ron? Ron Warren. So two follow-up Ron questions Warren. to that. Much, Let me ask you these follow-ups. Oh, the best part is they're only $3.99. Uh, all right, so two follow-up questions. Uh, number one, uh, for instance, ballpark figure, like what do you make on sous vide Q? What kind of a revenue generator is that? Six well, figures? Very, six figures? That's a very um, targeted uh, topic. Um, and um, I don't know if I want to share well, I don't. This, I don't but... want the exact number, but is it like five figures, six figures? Like how brisk oh, is no, brisk? No, 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 no. 
No, if if we do a dozen of them this year, which I'd like to do, oh okay, I might they might bring in fifty grand. Yeah, uh, over the course of a year. Sure, but that's significant. You know, that's sure. that, I mean, it's by no means one of our major revenue streams, but it helps. It you know that's somebody's payroll check. Yep, no doubt. You know, so second question, and more importantly, is this hey. uh, e-booking a way out of the second book? that you said you were going to write that is magically <laughs> stalled for going on its 10th year. <laughs> well, be honest. I mean, look, I've noticed. I like no, to keep no, track no. of things. I'm working and... on that book. It's just, are you really? It's a labor of love. It's a big project. I run a big, um, it's a, a labor a, of a labor. Website. Yeah. And I just, you know, it takes time. Yeah. But I'm, you... I'm, I'm really optimistic. It'll go to press in November 21 and it will be on bookshelves in spring 22. I'm really working to make that happen, and I'll I, I, I'll be very proud of it. Can I share screen? Are you asking me? I don't think so. I don't know how to share screen on this system. Can I? I don't think you can. You're just a caller. This is my show. I'm the one that does all the control. Okay. I, well, there's the focus of this book. I've talked about it briefly. Is the last book was very science oriented. There's a lot of science here in this book too, but it's called Barbe- um, the Meathead Method: Barbecue Science Meets Art. Yeah. And um, uh, oh, uh, this uh, Ron Warren. Ron- oh, well, you got the book, Ron. Yeah. Hopefully, that book will help you. Struggles over. Um, the um, Barbecue Science Meets Art. I did my master's in art, and um, I uh, at one time thought I'd be a photographer, um, and. Uh, the uh, I'm working very hard on the photography for this book, and I'm having a great deal of success, I think. And the pictures should be beautiful and um, uh, should adhere to a lot of the principles of art. And um, sh- sh- the, the book will talk a lot about the creative process in cooking as well as the creative process in art. Mm. And um, it's the type of topic that I don't think I've seen done in any kind of cookbook. Not the least barbecue, and uh, maybe it won't have the same appeal as the last book, but it'll it'll be um, something that I'm proud of, and I think a lot of people will enjoy it. All right, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com joining me here on the show. Um, I wanted to ask you specifically, because there are uh, two pointed questions about pieces of cooking equipment. The first is my question. Uh, downgrading the master-built uh, gravity feed cooker from gold mm-hmm. to silver. So let's talk about the process there. And when you feel like, or whatever the brain trust is that uh, is then making a decision saying, hey, we've given it a gold out of the box in the initial review, let's call it. And now with time in, we've realized that uh, either things have availed themselves to us that we didn't see originally or... We looked for them and they weren't there, but now they're here. And we feel yeah. that it is time to uh, do some kind of a downgrade in rating. How does that process work? Well, first of all, it's the first time we've ever downgraded a product. Ever? Uh, second of all, wow. Um, uh, listeners should understand that we have a formal product review process that right. begins with a formal letter to manufacturers that explains how we work, how we do it, um, and, um, uh, you know, take it, uh, you, you, you know, you, you can't influence us. You can't cross our problem with silver. They don't pay us to review products. Um, there's no um, 
product placements or anything. Quid pro quo. And uh, Max Good, whom, who's been a guest on your show many times, has the full-time job of testing grills and smokers. He has an incredible backup. So for this one, um, we went to uh, Husky Lions. Husky runs our Pitmaster Club. And he is a really good um, uh, cook, primarily a stick burner. And um, we asked him if he would test this one. And uh, what's interesting about this is it's it's master built, built, made it. And it has a tube on the right-hand side where you pour all your charcoal. And at the bottom, the charcoal is lit and the heat, is pushed into the cooking chamber and the ashes drop below where there's wood and the smoke is pushed into the cooking chamber. It's a very clever design. Basically, it's a pellet smoker that burns charcoal, Mm -hmm. if you want to think of it that way. And the concept, now it's not the first gravity feed charcoal cooker. There've been several around for, I mean, Stubbs did one years ago. But it's the first backyard one, and and it's modestly priced. I think it was under five hundred bucks, and we really were excited about it. And Husky um, put it through the paces, which include you know lots of probes and lots of testing. And um, when he was done, he gave it a platinum medal, not a gold medal, oh, wow. which is equivalent to a five star rating. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, we were very pleased with it, and. Uh, Within a month or so, Husky, who continued to work with it, started reporting malfunctions, um, switches. There are several switches that um, control, you know, when you open the lid, a switch is tripped. Uh, when you close things, a switch is tripped. He had three switches fail. Um, and uh, those switches, um, um, among other things, are safety-related and uh so, and one of them controlled a fan, uh, which wasn't working. Then he had um, a, a piece of metal burn out um, and rust out uh, in the charcoal feed system. And so we, you know, huddled, didn't take long, and said, hey, we can no longer give this the platinum metal. So within two months, we all agreed. Husky made the decision, but we absolutely agreed to kick it back to a three-star or um, silver medal. We still love the concept. We still love the, um, the a lot of aspects about it, but there are some manufacturing issues, which maybe aren't terribly surprising. If you know the Masterbuilt brand, they've always been very clever, very good engineering, but they sometimes cut corners on, uh, and so, Apparently, these switches were um, a corner that was shaved. Mm. So um, they've been, I'm not intimate with all the communications. Max and Husky have been in communication with them or tried to be. I mean, there was a long silence. Um, But I I think that uh, they're well aware of it. Others have encountered these issues. Um, And uh, so uh, I think, you know, they'll take action to remediate it. It's the second major device that we've judged this year that we ran afoul of. The first one, of course, was the famous Weber smoke fire. Yeah. Uh, um, do you think uh, one, Do you think Weber as a company was happy that coronavirus came along? <laughs> it took them well, right off the top argue, page. 
Yeah, really. Everything I hear, though, is grills are selling like crazy. I was just interviewed by a radio station in Canada last week, and she said that she can't find grills in the stores anywhere. Um, You know, it's, it's interesting to see how companies respond to these issues. You asked about another one, and let's t- talk about them. Yeah, Wes Phillips uh, asked what your rating or thoughts were on a product called the Bullseye from Rectech, which looks like a kettle-style grill, but it's a pellet cook. Yeah, it, it looks kind of like a Weber kettle, but it has a little box off the side that is a pellet hopper. And um, the initial unit, now I should say that Rectech had two products on the market. One product was a um, horizontal tube pellet smoker that we loved. We gave it a very good score. People bought the heck out of it. No problems. It was just a gold medal. So I think gold or platinum, I forget which. And it just sold like crazy, and we had no reservations about it. Then they came out with a low-end kettle shape with this pellet hopper on the side, and it was a piece of garbage. Um, it had all kinds of problems, um, among others, you put the lid on, and there was no place for the smoke to come out. There was no vent. There was no chimney. So the smoke would back up into the hopper, and that would occasionally cause fire to back up into the hopper, mm-hmm. and it, you'd have fires. There's this wonderful video on the Internet of some guy whose bullseye caught on fire that way, of him picking it up and heaving it into yeah. guy's backyard. A, that guy's a kook, by the way. Oh, is he? I don't oh, know, yeah. but all I know is, is you know that was a pretty notable disaster. Yeah. Um, we we encountered that issue. They also had a simple pellet controller that was, I think, just low, medium, and high. So you had no idea what temperature you were cooking at. I mean, this is 2021, guys, or 2020. Um, and you know, pellet smokers all have um, temperature gauges on yes, them. They right. tell you what temperature you're cooking at. I just saw a comment fly by. It says. He likes his a lot. Hey, guys, you know, there is such a thing as confirmation bias. You go out and you buy a Nash Rambler and you're going to love it. Um, People tend to love what they buy. They've invested in it. But Max and our team cook on everything. And they they have a pretty broad view of what's good and what's not. Um, So... Um, you may love yours, but we think it's a piece of crap. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, we're not, we're not, we're not the only ones. Well, apparently, son of a, you know, they reacted very badly. We have given negative reviews to products, and you, you can hear them sulking in the background. I mean, the Weber people were not happy with our review of the Weber smoke fire. Um, I mean, a lot of people shot from the hip when it first came out, and we took the time to figure out what the problems were and verified whether they were real problems or make-believe. And it took us a little longer to write the review. And, uh, you know, by and large, we thought it's a really nice machine that has some serious flaws. You can work around those flaws, and if you're willing to work around those flaws, you're going to enjoy it immensely because it can do searing, which pellet smokers generally can't do. Um, that was one of the hopes for the um, uh, bullseye, the um, Rectech. Rectech, by the way, used to spell their name R-E-C, capital R, capital E, capital C, space, capital T, capital E, capital C. They're now lowercase R-E-C. 
Q-T-E-Q or R-E-C-T-E-Q. I forget. They what? changed their brand. I guess somebody, somebody sued them over their brand name. Really? So they've changed the spelling. But in any case, the bullseye has a new design. And you know what? Son of a gun. All the things that Max complained about have been fixed. How about that? Every single one of uh, them. They've got this. vents on the back. They've got a dial that has actual thermometer readings. They've got a probe on the inside that gives them, yeah, the vents on the lid. Yeah. Um, Dan Rodriguez says, yeah. Mm, uh, and and we what we haven't had a chance to do is actually get our hands on one. Um, and... Uh, because apparently it came on the market and then it sold out rapidly. And I don't know, maybe they've pulled it off, we, whatever. We'll find one, we'll get our hands on it, we'll test it. Because the big question is, is it, does fire still travel from the um, burn cup back up into the hopper? Probably not. We've looked at the design as best we can see, and it looks like they cured that issue. But you don't know until you tested it. <laughs> so the new Bullseye 380, I think it is, Looks like a significant improvement, and if the price is right, and I think it is, it could be a really nice machine. Um, the last one, as I've said, is a piece of crap, but this one sound, looks to be a significant improvement. It's just that it doesn't seem to be available anywhere. So, I mean, we, we've run into this, you know, and this is because you can't pass to test a product. Um, uh, we often will ask for or will be offered samples to test, but we will often buy product. We, we bought the Weber smoke fire. It wasn't given to us. So, you know, this is, we have a, we have a testing procedure. Max is not allowed to fly to a manufacturer. Right, right. No junkets, no greasing palms, nothing, no uh, nothing of the salt. Right, right. I don't know anybody else out there, all the bloggers and everything. If the, if the manufacturer calls you up and says, we want to fly you in and put you in a fancy hotel with a hot tub and hookers, yes. um, they all take that. Yes. They all take that and go. By the uh, way, if you are looking to uh, send junket requests to Amazing Ribs, direct them to me because I'll take all of them. 100%. I have no cooth. Uh, we're talking with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. And uh, Meathead, stand by just for one second here. And. I will do a piece of business, and then we will come back and pick up our conversation. We might even talk about barbecue sauce. Uh, so stand by for that. Again, Meathead is at AmazingRibs.com. Big Papa Smokers, of course, is a one-stop shop for all things barbecue-related. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies keeps you on the path to better barbecue results. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. They have 13 perfectly balanced rubs and seasonings. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition scene and in the backyard. Big Papas, again, offering 13 perfectly balanced flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everybody, Granny's traditionally had powerful flavors remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. And aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa's offering the very best in pellet charcoal and wood cookers available today. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. In fact, we'll be talking with Meathead here in a couple minutes about the latest version of 
of the two-star general. Meat had a big fan of that. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, fine. Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're not sure of what you need, call them and ask questions, why don't you? 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A smokers.com and we're back with more meathead from amazingribs.com in just one second stick around we'll be right back Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can go over to CookinPellets.com to purchase or for more information or see what else they're offering there. You can also buy over at Amazon.com if you want. Whatever you're into, we're happy to have you. And we are joined once again by Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. So let's go ahead and pick up where I left off on the Mac two-star general. We didn't think this was actually going to be a equipment show this evening yeah. because we have some other stuff to talk about. But that's fine. Equipment Pellet, is good. Equipment and, yeah, pellet. Pellet uh, well, look, I think it just continues to show that the pellet industry is continuing to grow and where. Move. Well, I mean, where we have seen it as folks that are inside the industry for the last 10 years, it is now something that every general Jane and John uh, have been exposed to. They're seeing it in every Ace hardware or True Value Mm -hmm. hardware, uh, Lowe's, Home Depot, everywhere has Mm -hmm. some form or fashion of a pellet cooker, whether it's the uh, barrel style or the cabinet style that I'm seeing, like from Pit Boss, so... Uh, everybody's seeing it now, which is helping that rising tide raise all the pellet ships. So what do you know about the Mac two-star general pellet grill, the latest version? And what does that even mean? Yeah, well, this is, I think, the third iteration of the Mac two-star. Um, this is a pellet uh, pooper that's been built in um, Oregon. Um, and it's, I don't I think it's the top of the line. It's the Porsche uh of pellet smokers it's just really well engineered well built um i've had one on my deck now for about three or four months um all the welds the fit the finish um the uh, ease of assembly just extremely well thought out um they've made incremental upgrades with each iteration from the exterior, it looks almost identical to the other versions, but they've added several things. For example, it's a roll top, which is nice because you don't need a lot of space between the back and a railing or a wall or whatever's there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 and there's a lot of headroom. You can fit a huge turkey. You can fit a lot of stuff on there. And one of the things they've done with this used to be a shelf. First, there was no shelf. Then they put in one shelf. And now you've got a total of four shelves. You can actually wow. fit 1,700 square inches of food inside this thing. Wow. Unbelievable. 
Um, they've also built a box, which is an option, that fits on the right-hand shelf, and there's a louver that feeds warm air and smoke into it, and uh, you can use that as an auxiliary smoker or cold smoker. It's really cleverly designed. It takes, um, it's got shelves for racks, or you can fit like a hotel pan in there, um, and it's got hooks so you can hang sausages. Again, very clever, very well thought out, well engineered. Um, every aspect of this gadget, except two, um, is amazing. The two complaints I have about it mm. is that the cabinet underneath the cooker is not waterproof. And I want to store my pellets under there. And rain just gets in. It just, you know, I mean, and you know, if you've ever worked with pellets, they're just held together with compression. Uh, the minute they get wet, they turn into sawdust. So you, you know, and you're constantly looking for where can I store my pellets? And, you know, a good solution is you got to go out and get one of these plastic tubs with a sealable lid. Um, pet supply stores sell them for dog food. Um, and you can put that under there. But you just can't, you can't store anything that's water susceptible underneath this thing. And that's a shame. And the other thing is, and it's driving me bonkers. Oh. Um, most of the current vintage of pellet smokers have either Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or both. And basically, anyone who's dealt with a Wi-Fi or Bluetooth device knows it is a little bit of trickiness to hooking it up. And the way most of them do it is that there's an app. And you put the app on your smartphone and when you get the device you punch in a code number that identifies your device and then you punch in uh, you type in your um wi-fi network and password and you're up and running pretty easy um traeger works this way a bunch of others work that way <sighs> these guys if you want the wi-fi you got to pay 300 bucks extra it's not standard and they send you a chip with little pins on it. You got to open up the back of the machine. You got to be real careful. It's easy to pull a wire out and rip the snot out of it. You got to install this chip. And if you install it wrong, you're going to bend the pins. Once you install the, 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 the chip, you got to install the antenna. And there's supposed to be a little plug for the antenna to go into. And I couldn't get mine out. So I had to drill a hole in the bottom to Ooh, put the antenna in. Drilling. Yikes. Um, once I got it installed, then you've got to punch in the device there's no app you gotta punch in your wi-fi name and your password well my wi-fi name has nine letters and my password has eight oh and you what you do is the first letter you you push the button and it goes a b c d e f g h i j k l m n o p q r capital a b c d e f g oh. exclamation point dollar sign colon semicolon you got to scroll through 40 letters until you hit the first letter that you want. Then you hit a button and you say save. Then you move to the next one. So I got to do this nine times. Then I got to put the password in. It's almost 600 pushing the to get the damn thing connected to my Wi-Fi system. And I put in the password, I know the Wi-Fi name, but I wasn't absolutely sure of the password. So I stopped, walked inside, checked the password, walked back out, and of course, it forgot all the information I had entered because I would uh, was gone too long. Oh no! So I had to do it all over again, 
and I couldn't, you know, it was just, it was 1999. Did you uh, get a hold of these people and say, hey, you know, don't bother with the Wi-Fi, who cares? Not yet. Once I get finally hooked up and I get a chance to test. But then how do you even see it? Well, this is the cool part, and this is what a lot of the better ones do, is it it, it connects to a website. So it's like the um, uh, Fireboard. Yeah. um, I don't know. I've got I've got the new fireboard here. But do you have to? Uh, do, do you have to? Um, what the hell was I just gonna say? Oh, do yeah, you, so do you, do you have to get on your computer in order to use the the Wi-Fi oh, any, portion of the Mac? Any internet. Once you get the whole damn thing hooked up, yeah. Any internet connected device. So your phone, your iPad, your computer. You could be in an airplane across the continent if you can connect to the internet. You can see how your smoker is doing. You can see what temperature the meat's at. You can change the temperature. You can turn it on and off. So it's got real, in theory, I haven't had a chance to prove this yet. Um, And several other devices do this now. They're not the only ones. That's really cool. That's, but you know, I mean, frankly, I don't necessarily feel the need to have my brisket on the internet uh, i mean i it's very cool to have and i'm sure once i have it i'll, I'll love it um but um in any case i've got a i still haven't beaten this thing right. everything else about this device is just awesome it's just that the wi-fi connection is 1999 it's just that it's not and you gotta 20%. pay 300 bucks additional to get it and you got to pay three hundred bucks yeah. for the pay, and then your time and labor uh, to install it, and you don't know if you're going to do if it you right. You can live blah, without blah, blah. the Wi-Fi system. Yeah, I can. It's just amazing tool, great smoker, really good temperature station. I've got a chart on the web. Go to amazingrebs.com/slash/mac-two-start, and you'll see my complete detailed review and a video, and all the extras and stuff that come with it. I did a. I, I took my my. Um, fireboard too, uh, fireboard, fireboard, and put probes all over the damn thing. It's really even temperature. It's got another really nice feature. Most pellet smokers have a probe in the back corner. Yeah, and that's what measures the temperature throughout. But we all know back corner is different than top shelf center. Well, this baby, you can lift the probe out of its slot and move it around anywhere you want. It's got a nice little stand. Not one of those stupid little horseshoe clips that everybody has. And it just lays on the grit. You can put it right next to the meat. Move it anywhere you want and get accurate temperature reading. So there's just a lot of little innovations that make this thing really sweet. I have never put a cover on my Max. I've had one for years. Never had an issue with rust. Where do you keep it's it? It's just outdoors in Chicago. Not covered? Uncovered. Oh, I don't cover what the any hell? Of I'm coming to I get that thing. You're an abuser. Any of my smokers. You're an abuser. Any of my How dare you? I just am too effing lazy. Plus, what? they should be able to take it. They should oh, be able on. to take it. Plus, too lazy. It takes done, one second. Cooking, when I'm done cooking, my grill is hot. Yeah. I'm not going to stand there and wait for it to cool off. And put you don't have to. It. You got dishes I'm to do. Inside. You got pie to I'm eat. Too- how long do you think I'm that thing is going to stay hot? You think it's going to stay hot for an hour? It's not an offset cooker that's going to stay hot for an hour. Oh, my God. Meathead, if you're going to invest, uh, how much is this cooker for the retail? 
Three. Three grand. You're not going to take five minutes to put on a, a cover nope. from the elements? I mean, come I've on. I've been doing I, I have oh, left dear. my Mac 2 star uncovered. I don't even have a cover for it. Wow. For seven years now, not a spot of rust on it. It's just the stainless is first rate 16 gauge 304. There's some aluminum on the interior parts, and um, uh, other parts of aluminum are powder coated thick. Um, we gave it a platinum metal. Yes, indeed, we did. Um, and uh, it's just awesome. It's mm. just a great machine, except for the friggin' Wi Fi. Yeah. And it still gets a platinum rating with, uh, with crap Wi Fi, well, huh? <laughs> I struggled with it. I struggled with it because it's not. You don't need it. Built- well, it's an it's 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 an accessory. Yeah, it's an optional accessory. So I had to judge it based on the stripped down off the floor model. Now, if it if it came with it built in, then you have to judge it at built in. But I did piss all over the Wi-Fi in mm. my review. Um, but it's not part of the standard um, uh, rec- tools. I firmly believe. And maybe we've had this uh, back and forth in the past, but I think the grill manufacturers out there now feel some kind of a pressure that they have to put Wi-Fi on their cookers. And I have no scientific data to prove what I'm about to say, except that I am usually right on everything. And that is uh, 85% of folks that when they are at the buying decision feel that they have to have Wi-Fi, and then when they actually get it home, those same 85% of the people never use it. They don't think about hooking it up, or maybe they download the app, but they never make the connection because in the end, they're going outside. They're doing other stuff outside. They'll peek in if they need to. Maybe they're a seasoned outdoor cooker anyway, and it's their first pellet cooker, so they're not worried about the same kind of things. But the manufacturers, for some reason, feel like they will lose a sale if there isn't a feature and benefit called Wi-Fi in the description or labeled on the box. And uh, by and large, the technology is average at best. There's nothing life-changing about anything that Traeger does or Green Mountain Grills or uh, you name it for all these guys that have apps and all this Wi-Fi on their stuff. I don't think they need it. Uh, maybe it's not no. that expensive to do, but you know, I remember when Gator Pit made their first pellet cooker. This was a company that has been lauded for their offset cookers forever and ever. And then they went into the pellet cooker. And I'm like... Richie, why would you bother? Because now you're you're actually dealing with something mechanical and computer and tech that's going to break. Like that's not your your deal. Uh, nevertheless, he's doing very good, and uh, they're very successful. Pits and Spits, same thing. I mean, they're selling ninety percent of Pits and Spits cookers are now pellet cookers instead of the offsets. So uh, obviously, to some degree, I don't really gauge the market, but I don't think there's well, a need for it. Well, I mean, when you switch to cooking with pellets as a manufacturer, you've gone from building a smoker or a grill to being a software company. Right. Hardware company to software company. Hardware company to software company. And this was one of the flaws with the Weber Smokefire when it first came out. The (coughs) app and the control system were not finished. Um, Now, let's let's for a moment just point out the benefits of having Wi-Fi. 
if you run out of pellets in the middle of the cook and you're inside watching the game, it'll tell you on your phone, hey, you're out of pellets, get out here. Um, if there's a jam up, uh, not common, the Weber tends to stop feeding properly um, or something else goes wrong. There's a, a fire. Um, it'll alert you. It'll tell you. Um, if you are monitoring the internal temperature of your meat, yep. your brisket, um, it tells you the progress. So you can say, uh, hey, honey, um, that brisket's moving along mighty fast. Um, you better call your brother-in-law and get his ass over here. Uh, so, you know, it, it does have some benefit. Is it necessary? I've got a really good, you know, I've got... Yeah, I've got you know thermopen, yeah, fireboard, fireboard, yeah. um, fireboard's just an amazing device, yeah. um, and you know I can just go out there and stick the damn thing, and I can stick it in six different places, and I can see how I'm doing, and that's good enough for me. Um, now, if I work from home, if I worked in an office downtown, and I threw the brisket on at uh, 5 a.m. and I want it to be ready at 5 p.m. I might want to keep an eye on it and call home and say, uh, you know, uh, if there was somebody in the house to my son or daughter, of which I have neither, um, uh, go outside and turn the temperature up or or turn it up myself right. from my phone. Meathead so, can be found yeah. at AmazingRibs.com. We could talk about technology and live fire all day long, I feel, because it's something that, uh, you know, I mean, we're a technologically driven society right now and everything is having tech built into it, whether you like it or not. By and large, oh, that's right. I was just telling somebody the other day, once you get into this hobby, what you find is what you think is going to cost you the most, which is the cookers, actually ends up being the least because you buy all of the other accessories that go along with it that bleed you out. And the meat. Yeah, and the meat, of course. Because you really want to find out, is a Wagyu brisket really worth it? Oh. All right, I got it. I know we're running out of time. I got to squeeze in one last bit of, in, of really cool info. Um, I've played with Wagyu for a while, and I'm just not thrilled with it anymore. It's just too rich, too fatty, too unctuous. In in, in my preferences, I go for USDA Prime rather than Wagyu. Yeah. But I'm 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 a real fan of Allen Brothers Meats and. Um, they recently made, are they, they're making an offer to members of our Pitmaster Club for a collection of beef that's like a hundred bucks off. And so I had to taste all these meats. And one of them was a Wagyu flank steak. I love flank steak. Yeah. It's got such flavor. And the way I cook it, I, I take grapevines, a bushel basket of them, throw them on my Weber kettle, light them on fire. There's an eight foot flame. Um, and it, in about five minutes, it burns down to embers. And then I throw the meat on there. It's like 1,200 degrees. And it's done in 10 minutes. And it's all burned out. There's nothing left but ash. Um, and you get this wonderful flavor out of it. Well, I got the Wagyu flank steak. Now, flank steak, you guys should know, from the belly area, it's a really tough cut. The Wagyu flank steak was just unbelievable it's the best flank steak i've ever had not really thick rich fatty buttery awesome like uh their ribeyes it was balanced and even my wife who's tired of well you loved it so um take a look at allen brothers and check out their flanks i don't know what it is in price 
they sent me a sample. I'm sorry I didn't pay attention to the price. But it's um, just blew me away. It was just really good. All right. I'm a big fan of flank steak myself. We get some from Mr. Brisket here locally on the west side of Cleveland. And every time we've got the Wagyu flank and uh, what was the other? Uh, I was going to get a hanger steak the other day, but instead I found something at Costco because I didn't want to drive all the way out to see him that day because I was short on time. But I got to try that hanger steak too. Uh, in the meantime, you can go in the basement with your face mask on. That's right. Uh, Meathead can be found we love at. You. We can't afford to lose you. That's right. Amazingribs.com is the place to go. You can find them right here on the second Tuesday of every month. Meathead, appreciate you hanging through the tech struggles, and we will see you again in September. Always a pleasure to talk to you in the Central Lights. There you go, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com, right there. All right, uh, we are a little long here, but we started a little late, so I guess technically we're right on time. I'll get the clock back on track as we get ready to head to the second hour. Uh, what do I want to do here? I'll save those. Yeah, I'll save. So we'll come and wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard, as Meathead was talking about. Fireboard 2 is out now on the Fireboard 2 Drive. Grill Seeker says it's a winner. Meathead says it's a winner. This segment, as I mentioned, Fireboard sponsor. So if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. And you can get the Google Drive. That will drive a fan. So, hey, fun and exciting. All right, that was the first hour. Meathead from AmazingRibs.com is right there. You can find them here on the second Tuesday of every month. And we covered the gamut of cookers here today. And again, it was mostly pellet-related. Didn't really notice that until we started talking about the second and the third pellet cooker. Everybody's getting them. Multi-cookers on the backyard now. Not just one. Join the club, folks. Having many cookers is fun. We point to the second hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. 